the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a whole racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGP app, your home for all of our picks and free podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through the slate of games for Tuesday evening. Uh, that'll be, what, Tuesday the 12th of April. Uh, it's currently uh, Monday evening where I am, Monday afternoon, uh, for our guest today uh, and co-host, Mr Noah Benick. Noah, how are you doing? How you doing, Malcolm? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, killed the podcast yesterday, ran a little bit long. Let's try to keep it to an hour today now. <laughs> Well, I left you to your own devices for one evening, you moon off and doing. And then I thought, I'll get in the car this morning and have a little listen. And it, it popped up as one hour and 40 minutes. I was like, what are the boys there? What are the boys doing here? What have they talked about? Uh, so I got through most of it. I didn't get through all of it. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. Uh, but yeah, an hour and 40. What were you talking about? Uh, we just recapped the weekend. What do you think of it? It was fun. Uh, it was quite a slow start in front of... Uh, in- in terms of runs, sorry, uh, there was quite yes. a lot of unders. And then all of a sudden, last night, uh, the Sunday evening, was an absolute explosion. Uh, there mm-hmm. was a 17 uh, from Cleveland. The Texas game was nuts again. Um, 12-6 maybe did that finish. Uh, there was a yeah. lot of teams eventually uh, jumped into double figures last night. The Padres put up 10. Um, yeah, there was runs all over the place. So uh, the White Sox put 10 up. Um who else was there? Oh, Minnesota as well, double figures. So, yeah, yeah plenty of runs. Um, so. Yeah, and even the Rockies put her nine up past the Dodgers. So, yeah, it suddenly <laughs> sprang into life last night. There was a lot of Grand Slams. Um, I asked yeah. a question in the in the Slack channel about the number of Grand Slams in one day because I think I'd counted four maybe by halfway through the slate of games. Um, Jurickson Pro for hard one. I can't remember who else. It was, uh, there was Grand Slams all over the shop. Yeah. So, did you have a... Um, a good gambling evening. How were the how were the locks no, and dogs? Sunday, Sunday, I was rough. That was uh, my one oh, losing no. day of the weekend. So looking to bounce back today. I have the Royals, which is not starting off too well. They're losing four to one right now, and I also have the Brewers on the money line. So we'll see where it takes us. Okay, yeah, I did actually quite like the Guardians tonight, as it happens. But it's one of those things. Yeah, uh, just getting into the early state of the games. Um, First thing first, a little bit of housekeeping. The uh, DraftKings opening day free roll that we ran last week um, was won by uh, HB Kiwi 20 um, So if that is you and you haven't already, drop us a little email 
um, go over to the website. You'll find all the info or via Twitter or what have you. Um, 250 books. Um, I think I've spotted the name um, around quite a few of the DFN, uh, DFS contests, um, even the nightly uh, MLB ones. So if you do want to get involved in those, um, just go and have a look, join the league or the, the normally in the Slack channel or on Twitter. Um, and we play a little two or $3 nightly game of winner takes all, which is good for good little community. So yeah, congratulations uh, to HB Kiwi, picking up 250 books, uh, free money. Um, the slate of games we're going to look at, what is the second, um, uh, the, the Tuesday night games. Now this is a, the re- quite an interesting slate because it's either the second turn through for a lot of the pitchers, um, so we've had one out in we could look at and start evaluating. Did they look good, bad, or indifferent? Or equally, we're getting a lot of teams' fifth starters. Uh, and the fifth start is always fun because uh, you start to then, there's a, a lot of bigger numbers um, kicking around uh, in terms of a, a rookie. We've got some rookie fifth starters. And then we've just we've also got some gnarly old names uh, that you'll recognise from 2003. Uh, so it's a right mixed bag tonight. Like I say, we've got the... the the uh, ace is coming back on the mound, or we've got the fifth starters going. Uh, so we look forward to that. Um, I know everyone is dying to get their uh, Newcastle Night Hawks update from opening day yesterday. Edge of your seats. <laughs> um, we um, we split the double header against Liverpool 1 1, which Noah was frankly disappointed um, because we won the first game 25 to 4. And then I think what happened was such a blowout in the first game is our manager tinkered with the team just a little bit too much. Um, yeah, I know a lesson learned, really. I think uh, in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have done that. And we lost you know, the second game. Exactly what you guys did in the second game is what I thought Cleveland was going to do here today against Kansas City. You blow <laughs> up for a huge run total, and yeah. you kind of have a little bit of letdown after. I heard you boys talking about that last night, uh, and I wasn't sure if is that just a housewife's tale or is that a statistical thing that one the one night you hit twenty three runs uh, is it statistically proven that the next night because I hear people say it all the time, but I don't know if it's just sort of a, uh, a word of mouth thing or if there's actually some basis in fact. I, I think it's uh, it, it depends on the team and the skill level of the team. When you're talking about the Guardians, it's not a not a very consistent offense. So I thought there was some going to be truth, some truth to that. Um, but personally, like with my teams, eh, I, I feel like we were pretty steady scoring. Um, yeah, uh, I'm watching this error by the Guardians and Mondesi uses his wheels to score from second. That was nice. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that was disappointing. We lost the second game 13 to 9, but it was fun. Uh, I played the end. I led off the first game. Noah, they put me in lead off. Really? Uh, yeah, talking about Mondesi using his wheels from second base. I'm a 46 year old man, Noah. Uh, <laughs> what they expected in terms of stolen bases from me. But anyway, it was fun, which was the main thing. Everyone had a lovely time. And yeah, you tweeted out the picture. You tweeted out that picture, and I was like, "Find Malcolm." Your comment was hilarious on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of young men in that photo. I look, I look like the manager or like the, somebody's granddad who's come along to watch. But anyway, uh, it's just nice to be competitive at something. Uh, you've got to stay competitive. Um, uh, we can talk about some fantasy stuff because Moonaf's not here. Uh, we can. He's let us off the leash. Um, I had a decent start in fantasy. A lot of things. I've, I've finished the weekend quite a long way up. Uh, a lot of leagues, but um, 
It was the first fab run last night in a lot of leagues. Um, I very much enjoyed um, in TGFBI, which is kind of the industry league, uh, the great fantasy baseball invitational. Watching yeah. all the all the people, all the closers that people took flyers on, all get dropped in order for all the closers who picked up one save over the weekend. Um, and I know fine well all those closers will be dropped again next weekend. So it's just a closer carousel was uh, well and truly up and running. Uh, David Robertson was the one for the Cubs. Um, I think he got one save and suddenly people were spending 250 of their 1,000 fab yeah. on him. Uh, when I still think Rowan Wick is probably the man uh, and Robertson will be drafted. Uh, will be dropped next weekend. The other pickup, the big fab pickup was somebody you've got a little mention in our Slack channel was Stephen Kwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is playing as we speak for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, diminutive outfielder. Uh, only a little fella, five foot eight, I think. But yeah, he's got speed, not too much power. But I think you or Dylan put the numbers in the in the Slack channel. He had a great weekend, didn't he? Yes, he did. He, uh, I read him off on yesterday's podcast, so all of the oh, listeners okay. know. Yeah, you go there. Uh, and I think the only caution I would have in terms of fantasy at the moment with ads and drops is only be concerned with playing time. You can't, you're not going to be concerned with... I've seen people complaining that Joe Adele struck out 53 times in three games or uh, Liam Hendricks blew the save... Uh, the first night for the White Sox, and then Aaron Bummer got the second save. So people are concerned about Hendricks. You can't um, things like that. Don't you can't panic about that. It's just playing time. If there's someone who's clearly lost out on playing time to either a prospect or a new signing, uh, I think um, panic and drop somebody because of how they've performed over the first weekend. So if you are a rookie fantasy player, uh, don't look at the performance. It's a long season, but maybe playing time might be the only concern. Um, how did how are you going in the DGENS league? Uh, no, this weekend. So in the DGENS league, I'm going up against Jeff Fox, and currently, yeah, uh, tough tough first matchup because I know he's a veteran in the league. Um, we're tied in the home run category, and I'm winning almost every pitcher category except for strikeouts right now. So. Um, most of my starters did very well on the first weekend. I have uh, Charlie Morton, Shane McClanahan, uh, Pablo Lopez, Zach Greinke, uh, Adam Wainwright, Kyle Hendricks, and then I have Alex Cobb. He's either going tonight or tomorrow or like actually um, April 11th or 12th, I should say. Um, I, I forget what day he's starting, but he's going to be going for me if, uh, when the Giants play the Padres. Um, I had Denelson Lamette on my squad just as a long shot. Maybe he gets a, cu- yeah. a couple of uh, save opportunities. They traded for Taylor Rogers, so that Lamette I dropped was him dropped quite a lot in the in the TGFBI fab this weekend. Yeah. I saw Lamette was one of the most dropped players. Yeah, yeah. So I dropped Lamette and I picked up Daniel Bard. Uh, I like his story. He had a rough yes. year last year, but. Yeah, uh, the kid can he get he can throw gas, and he was the first uh, pitcher out of the Colorado Rockies bullpen to get a save opportunity. So I pounced yeah. on him in the DJ league. Yeah, he was a great time. He's another one, a bit like David Robertson. Um, although I think uh, Bart has more um, legs than Robertson, he will get more opportunities here. Yeah, Bart was a good pickup. I picked him up somewhere. I can't remember where. Uh, I've got maybe I think I've got seven or eight leagues on the go. Uh, yeah. Not too many, but yeah, I picked I picked up Bard in. One the other, um, 
Yeah, the other ahead. pickup that I liked was Connor Joe in this league. I, I had a target on him and I wanted to draft him and I just fell asleep on him, forgot about him in the last two rounds. Luckily he was still on the free agent market. I scooped him up Sunday night as well. So love that. Yeah, he has, he normally has quite a rounded uh, stat line. He can he can hit for average and he will steal some bases. Uh, so late, if you do need steals, uh, Connor Joe can he, he will be out uh, in free agency in quite a lot of leagues. So yeah, decent pick up there. Okay, right. Let's get to um, these Tuesday night games. We will do a little ad break first, and then we'll crack on handicapping the Tuesday the Tuesday card. Um, Winbet uh, are a lead sponsor of the MLB Gambling Podcast. You need to get down on their $10 to win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for 200 bucks in free bets. Plus, the Winbet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. So much to choose from. All you have to do is download the Winbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through. Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, first up tomorrow, uh, the early game is the Boston Red Sox against the Detroit Tigers. Um, let's have a look at the lines. Uh, again, a little bit early on the lines, but we've got some bits and bobs. Uh, I said bits and bobs there, folks. Nice and early. Didn't mean it. Um, let's have a look. Have you go right. Here we go. Sorry. Uh, Boston minus 122. Uh, they have Rich Hill on the mound. There's the first name check of an old veteran that we mentioned too earlier on. Uh, Detroit with Tyler Alexander going a plus 103. Uh, the run line is nine and a half. Uh, you can lead us off, Noah. Um, what do you think of this Red Sox at Detroit game? So for me, I look at it and I see two starting pitchers that I'm not too confident in. Tyler Alexander is actually a long reliever for the Tigers. So he may only go three, four innings for us uh, just on the schedule plan. Um, as we're waiting for Michael Pineda or Willie Peralta to get healthy here to be our fifth starter for the season. Uh, Rich Hill, on the other hand, he had played for the Twins, I think, for a year or two. So there were a couple of uh, pitcher versus batter stats that I saw. Not very good averages from the Tigers against him. Um, but he is up there in age. That is my handicap on him. Uh, the one guy that had success against <laughs> him so far is Miguel Cabrera, batting 308 against the soft left, left-handed left tosser, four for 13 with two singles, a double, and a bomb. And then one name to keep your eye on is Spencer Torkelson. He started all three games in the uh, White Sox series. He went 0 for 6 with three walks. Um, and they're going to sit him for the first game of the Red Sox series. So just refresh the energy there for the kid and pick him up against the left-handed pitcher, soft tosser. He's got all the power in the world. Um, he can provide the pop himself. And then on the Red Sox side, Sander Bogarts, 364, 4 for 11 with a double off of Alexander. And then I like, I gave it out on the last podcast. I like the JD Martinez angle where he's coming back to Comerica Park. He raked here with the Tigers. And then Bobby Delbeck hit a home run last night on Sunday Night Baseball. So he could stay hot as well. 
Um, somebody at baseball yesterday was telling me that uh, Miguel Cabrera is the best DH in the uh, in MLB, which I thought was a little bit extravagant. I wasn't hugely convinced by that, uh, but yeah, it was it was a sharp. T- um, I've written down a very similar thing to you with it. It was too uninspiring is the word I used for like the uh, pitches um, and two capable lineups, um, two legs on the hill. Um, obviously, Alexander's got a high ceiling, possibly. Um, so with this, I'd be leaning to the Tigers just because I can't, I don't want to be taking Rich Hill. Um, I, it, I haven't got a strong, a strong feel either way for this. The, the lean is the Tigers and the over. Um, again, t- capable lineups, uninspiring pitches, eat and possibly the uh, Detroit are plus money, uh, plus 110 uh, all round about for Detroit. But um, yeah, it was difficult for me to, uh, to to pick anything either way. Detroit haven't really got going yet either. Um, they were a yeah, little yeah. bit subdued over the weekend. There was a lot of talk about this lineup. Uh, so at some point, they're going to spring into life. Uh, so why not? I think it must be their home opener. Um, yeah, we were, we were maybe that's down. We were held down pretty good by the White Sox bullpen and starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, they're the best team in the division, so I was kind of expecting a rough series, especially with us throwing two left-handed starting pitchers against the White Sox, who just historically rake off of left-handers. Yeah, so. absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe the Tigers can uh, burst into life this week at home. Um, okay, next up, we have the Cleveland Guardians at the Cincinnati Reds. Cleveland have their ace uh, turn two uh, for Shane Bieber. Um and the Reds also, uh, same. Tyler Marley goes for them. Uh, Cleveland are plus 205. Cincinnati minus 125. And the over-under is at eight and a half. Um, Noah, what do you make of this? Yeah, me personally, I played Tyler Malley on opening day. He treated me very well. And I'm not like a longtime believer in this Guardians lineup, like I've said already in this podcast and yesterday's podcast. So I'm uh, looking the maybe take Mally if there's an open uh, an early slate opening up here on DK or FanDuel. Um, currently there's not contests listed yet. So I do not have a starting lineup of my own to give here on this podcast, but Tyler Malley would be a guy that I'm looking at. This seems like a trappy game for DFS, probably an under with the guardians and the reds. Um, Vado is hitting 333 off of Shane Bieber. He's four for 12 with two singles and two doubles with two walks and a strikeout. And then like we've already mentioned on this podcast, Stephen Kwan, he's an on-base machine. So he's going to score you runs. He's also eight for 10 to start the season with two doubles. And then Jose Ramirez, he's five for 12 batting 417 with two doubles and a home run. Uh, Those are two guys for the guardians that are going to, uh, they've been hot so far in the season. They could treat you well on a DFS slate. I didn't give an angle. I, I'm not too comfortable on the side for the Red Sox Tigers. Um, I'd lean over just because I think they can get to the bullpens early, both teams. Um, and then the Guardians, Reds. I, I like the Reds' first five. I'll take that with Molly. Okay. Okay. Um, I came down on the opposite side. Shane Bieber. Only pitched four two innings uh, on debut last week uh, versus the Royals. Uh, and like you say, um, Marley was excellent. Innings, pitched seven strikeouts, uh, gave up three hits and no and runs against the Braves. Um, so, yeah, Bieber was okay. Um, I took the Bieber K last week. I wouldn't be touching anything with Bieber until we see um, 
a little bit more from him. So I'd like to see what he did in game two. Um, this Guardians team have been going okay. And I don't know. I think the Reds, and, there's not much between the two lineups. I don't know how many times Shane Bieber is going to be put a plus money dog this year uh, with the Guardians, especially against one of the middling teams. Might be a dog against one of the better sides. Uh, but against one of these middle-tier teams, uh, Shane B plus 105, I'm expecting him to be better than he was uh, last week against the Royals. Uh, so that was my only lean there. 105. Cleveland will be going along okay. They're going along okay tonight. Uh, the lineup looks quite lively. So I'd take, I'd take the Guardians at plus 105. Okay, so next up on the slate, we have the Seattle Mariners at the Chicago White Sox. Um, Matt Brash... Uh, the prospect uh, right-handed pitcher is on the hill for the Seattle Mariners. Um, someone who came onto my radar probably about three weeks ago, maybe in, in spring training, uh, as a prospect who might get this fifth starter's job in Seattle. So I've drafted him in lots of places. I've got him in the D-Gens Fantasy League. Uh, he'll be going for me tomorrow night. And he takes on Vince Velasquez. Uh, there's a name to conjure with, um, who's now at the Chicago White Sox. Um, the... Lines are. I'm just wait for my tally side page to load up. Da, 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 one second, kids. Um, I haven't got any odds actually on that. Uh, well, I've got a run like a, a money line. So Seattle at plus one twenty. Uh, the White Sox at minus one forty. Uh, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of an ugly one, I think. Straight. Matt Brash. A lot of noise around him. Um, he's got this. Uh, He's got this starting job, this fifth starting job. So it'll be interesting to see what um, what he can do. We did quite well uh, taking prospects on the first start, or, or rookies even on the first start. Uh, Velasquez for the White Sox uh, last year had a 3-9 and nine, um, record with a 6.3 ERA in a 1.48 whip. There's not much to add to that. Um, he wasn't particularly unlucky. That's just how good he is. Um Mariners have started okay. Um, in pretty much a brand new lineup for them. They're two and one so far. Uh, the White Sox um, took two of three from your Tigers, Noah. Um, bit, bit of an odd one, this. Sort of don't really know what to expect. What did you make of this? Yeah, this is what is so beautiful about recording the day before the games and all this stuff. So actually, I don't have any player versus batter history with uh, Vince Velasquez up against the Mariners or Brash, the rookie pitcher. Yeah. So I went down and grabbed some 2022 stats. On the Mariners' side, J.P. Crawford's really hot right now. 375, three for eight, two singles and a double. He has three walks with only one strikeout, so that guy's going to get you some points. Um, Mitch Hanniger also seeing the ball really well right now. Two home runs, five RBIs. He's three for 12. And then Ty, for Fran Ty France, he's batting 364, four for 11 with a double. And then honestly, I just had a front row view of this White Sox team. You can't go wrong with any of these bats up and down the lineup. Um, for me personally, uh, one game into the season, Tim Anderson really shined. He went three for five in his first game after sus suspension. So Anderson would be a play for me. He's batting 600 there. Uh, Andrew Vaughn has been really hot, but I don't know if he's going to start. A.J. Pollock had a little bit of a hamstring injury, and Vaughn came in in Pollock's replacement. Uh, Vaughn went four for 10 with six RBIs and 10 total bases in the uh, three-game series. 
And then Lou Bob, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, all batting above 270, great options every day of the week in DFS. So that's where my head is at uh, with the players' stats-wise. Yeah, that's a bit of a uh, baptism of fire for Bratch uh, once you start naming <laughs> names. Uh, I picked up Andrew Vaughan somewhere, can't remember where, but he was an ad uh, that I made last night as well. Um, I wrote down Mar- to, to take the Mariners here at plus 120, um, but that was just a pure feed of Velasquez. I don't even know if this could end up being a bullpen day or what. Like uh, Maybe another way of doing it is uh, the Mariners team total. Uh, this has got the look of maybe like a a 6-4 or a 7-5 game. So have a look at the, see what the Mariners team total is. They could maybe score four or five runs because they've done okay opening weekend. Like I say, they'll get Velasquez. Uh, maybe Jesse Winkros will hit them out. So, um, yeah, yeah, a bit of a funny one. That The next one interested me greatly uh, because there was a price on this, which is the Chicago Cubs at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Drew Smiley uh, is on the mound for Chicago. And another of these names, or rattling through these veterans, uh, Quintana, Jose Quintana, uh, goes for Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Um, have a look at these. And Chicago are minus 115, uh, and Pittsburgh are minus 105, with the over under 8.5. Um, What's the line have here? Have you seen any lines? Sorry? What's the line here? Tally site is telling me Chicago Cubs are minus 115. Minus 115. I was yeah. kind of expecting it to be a little bit more juicy because the Pirates are going to be my dog play, but you said they're minus 105. Oh, really? See, the Cubs were going to be my lock, door. <laughs> oh, see, you're, you're, you're the Englishman over here. You're not accustomed to uh, the American times, uh, time. Uh, what, what are we even yeah, the, area, yeah. the area codes? Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll brush you up on this. So the game time, the Pirates game begins at 412 Eastern. The area code. Oh, and also this game will be played on April 12th, which is also 412. The area code of Pittsburgh is 4-12. So it's a huge, it's Pittsburgh day, opening day. It's the first home game. This is just an emotional, like, dog play for me. I can't believe this is minus 105. I'm upset now because I had this one just completely highlighted on my list. Like, this is the one, the one day that I feel so confident in taking the Pirates to win. And they're not, they they know it. They're not even going to offer us good value on this. Damn. Well, I wrote this down about two hours ago, and I've got the Cubs at minus 135. Um, so something's happened in literally the last two hours uh, to move that line, because I've refreshed the page since, um, and we've now gone to, like say, minus 115. So there's either been some money for Pittsburgh, uh, maybe some people have got the uh, the 412 <laughs> uh, numbers in their head like you have. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I thought this was huge the other way around. I get yeah, I get where you're coming from, though, with the with with the pirates and the four twelve. Smiley, uh, eleven and four last year, a four point four eight ERA. It's a really good record. Um, we kind of belies at a high ERA, a one point three seven actually. Uh, Quintana, uh, ten starts with a six point four three ERA uh, and a one point seven five WHIP. 
I thought the I mean the two things the Cubs are better than the Pirates. The Cubs pitcher is better than the Pirates pitcher, and you're giving me minus one. I thought it was gigantic. I, this seems like a trap. Um, I didn't know why. Maybe you've just explained why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm on the Pirates to win this game. I'm probably going to be at the game because also they're selling – this is a mind-blowing uh, thing here. They're selling their home opening day tickets for $4.12. So, Oh, yes. The, the, the crowd's going to show up for this one game this year. The crowd usually does pretty well in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to lie. They show up for their baseball team. But uh, – yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of people at this game. Probably the most there will be all year. And I'm going to be in attendance maybe for like an hour, an hour and a half, because I do have class at six. So I have to come back here. Um, but personally, uh, Drew Smiley pitched for the Tigers a little bit, didn't wow me. And then Jose Quintana, been just a, a voyager throughout the MLB, all over the place, can't stay anywhere. Jonathan VR, he's batting 357 against the pitcher, five for 14, three singles, a double, and a home run. Brian Reynolds, 273, three for 11 with two home runs against Smiley. Kevin Newman, 273, three for 11, a single, a double, and a bomb. And then for 20 and 2022, Pittsburgh native Ian Happ on the Cubs. He started off red hot, batting 714, 5 for 7 with two doubles and four RBIs. That kid might show up here on Pittsburgh Day. So I'm going to play him on DFS. Again, don't have a team yet, but he will be on the team. Uh, And then also on the Cubs, Seiya Suzuki. Batting 375, three for eight with a home run and six RBIs. He's playing, uh, li- he's living a Vila Loca season long. Uh, Michael Chavis batting 500, three for six. He had the four RBI grand slam the other day, also has a double on the season. Uh, rookie shortstop for the Pirates, Diego Castillo is batting 444 and six at bats with a double. Cabrian Hayes, the big contract signing, first home game of the year for the kid, batting 400, four for 10 with a double. And then Yoshi Satsugo, the home run free agent signing in the middle of the year last year. Uh, he's batting four for 12, 333 and two RBIs. I mean, Pittsburgh's put up a great fight against the Cardinals so far uh, in 2022. I love this spot for the team in the home opener. Oh, we'd say, what are the advantages of me being in 4,000 miles away? Is that I don't get caught up in any of this local <laughs> silliness that you have to um, stick to my guns? Sounds like everyone's going to score runs. So uh, the alternative is we just all take the overs. But I think this comes. I was going to make it my luck. I've since found a better one. So I'm not, but I'm, okay. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, next, then, uh, Oakland versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Oakland have Adam Oller. Uh, on the mound, bet you've never heard of him. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Rays have Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, last season, I bet you wish you'd never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> Auckland are plus 175, Tampa Bay Rays a minus 210. Uh, the over and under is at nine. Uh, Adam Oller, yeah, 27-year-old journeyman, really. Um, it will start for the Oakland days, basically due to a lack of alternatives. Uh, didn't think you would break camp, he did. Um Pitched 44 innings in Triple A last year. Um, so, yeah, can't tell you much about Adam Muller. He is, he's not a prospect. He's not a, he's not a big name player. He's, he's, he's a bit of a journeyman, but he gets to start. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough was horrible last year after having a decent year uh, in the shortened season. Um, he pitched to a 5.11 ERA last year. He only had a 6.79 case per nine. 
he took a real step back. Um, so he needs to improve. He's going to be on a relatively short leash. Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of an ugly pitching matchup. This, what did you make of this? Yeah, this is an ugly pitching matchup, and both offenses don't really jump off the page to me. So when you see nine as the total. Um, my, my first thought, my common thought is going to be under, but then my mind gets twisted here and I'm just like, these pitchers are so bad. You can probably see the Rays lineup putting up seven or eight, like they did on Sunday. I think, uh, so for me, I might just play this, uh, try to ride the suits over at the books and take the over here, try to be on the less popular side. Um, and honestly, the way I see it playing out is the race. I know they're going to be able to score some runs on bad pitching. The athletics, that's a minor league lineup. <laughs> so raise money, uh, raise money line, probably going to be a little juiced up, but don't be afraid to look at the run line here. And then honestly, DFS, uh, the race, they've put up some runs, but none of them really have great batting averages. The only guy that I really like is Wanda Franco and he's a play every day. You can never argue against him. Batting 545, 6 for 11 with five singles and a double in 2022. And then with the right hander on the mound, don't be afraid to give a, a Brandon Lowe a shot. He has three RBIs, even though he's in a little bit of a slump batting in the 100s. Yeah. Um, the I was happy to give Yarbrough maybe one chance. I put some faith in him. Uh, he did show uh, that he was capable of pitching well uh, a couple of seasons ago. And for the exact reasons you just stated, that I think Tampa Bay, they were really this weekend. Uh, they took Baltimore. Uh, I think they can put up seven or eight runs. And I came down on the row line. Um, I think whichever way you look at it, uh, minus 1.5, it's plus 100. So you're getting even money at Tampa Bay run line. Uh, so I thought that was, uh, that was a standard like that a lot. for me um, against this Oakland. Yeah, uh, this. I'm pleased we uh, we came on the same page there. So um, let's do a little ad break, and then we've got one, two, three, four games uh, left to handicap for you. Coors uh, Light uh, enjoyed one of those after baseball yesterday. Real hectic time of the year. Ball season starting, the basketball. Uh, if you feel like you're always on work, friends, family, a million press and social issues. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. Do that and reach for a Coors Light, which is made to chill. There's only one beer that's made to chill. That's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans in blue when your beer is cold. If you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. When I reach for the beer that's made, get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to coerslight.com slash SGP. That's coerslight.com slash SGP. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company. Okay, next up, we have the New York Mets Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Tyler McGill is on the hill for the Mets, who got the opening day start for them. Uh, in the absence of Scherzer and DeGrom last week. And the Philadelphia Phillies will go with Zach Wheeler. Um, there stood. Now, the Mets are plus 140 on the money line. Uh, the Phillies with Wheeler are minus 160. We have an over-under of nine. Uh, Noah, you can lead us off with this one. 
Yeah, so Tyler McGill really impressed me in his opening day start, uh, filling in for Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. And Zach Wheeler, a very consistent right-hander. My first thought at this game, looking at it, I look at the under and the Mets side, because the Mets actually have great history going up against Zach Wheeler, and the Phillies bullpen is – I don't quite know what it is right now. So uh, they had a late loss against Oakland that just is inexcusable at the beginning of the year here. Dominic Smith is batting 400 off of Wheeler, 8 for 20 with seven singles and a double. J.D. Davis, 385, 5 for 13. He does have five strikeouts against Wheeler, but he has two singles, two doubles, and a dinger. Pete Alonzo batting 353, 6 for 17 with five singles and a double. Frankie Lindor batting 333, 4 for 12 with three singles and a double. And then Brandon Nimmo is batting 7 for 24, 292, five singles and two doubles. On the Phillies side, you can never go wrong with Kyle Schwarber and Nick, Nicholas Castellanos. They're always great options against right-handed pitchers. But both don't have great 2022 batting averages so far. And Castellanos has five strikeouts and 12 at-bats. So I'm probably going to stay away from the Phillies' bats here and actually lean Mets to win this game. Okay. Uh, I thought this could go under as well, both pitching. I do like Miguel. I've mentioned him a few times. Um, and Zach Weaver on the hill. It's going to be cold in Philly, I think. Uh, the under nine... Uh, was a one for me. Um, I said a minute ago that we've got four games left to handicap. What I didn't realise, we'd actually, uh, we've got a third P. We've got about seven. Minus 165 on the money line. Baltimore plus 1-4. Eric Lauer, late start for his season due to a little bit of a groin injury. He was good last year. Um, 7-5 and five with a 3.19 ERA. Made 20 starts last year for Milwaukee. Uh, Zimmerman's been out since June. Um, he's got a 4.83 ERA uh, with a 1.47 whip last season, which sounds quite high, but is actually quite decent for the Orioles. Uh, he's going he's to stabilise this Baltimore lineup slightly. Um, I thought Lauer is he's reliable. Uh, I wanted to take Baltimore. Everything, I, I think maybe for the, some of the same reasons you would want to take Pittsburgh earlier on. I wanted to take Baltimore. I think at some point they're going to get they're going to get a win. But just Lauer's so reliable, I just couldn't. I do think Zimmerman can start okay, though. Uh, so I, lent, I went to the first five under here. Um, I didn't have enough balls to take Baltimore, but I do think that Zimmerman can keep this tight, uh, particularly early on. What do you think? So who, who did you say the Orioles' starting pitcher was? Zimmerman? I missed his first name. Yeah, Zimmerman. Jordan? Bruce? Bruce Zimmerman. Um, on this website, I have Dean Kramer or Kramer. So okay. I'm not not quite confident that we have an Orioles starter yet. I don't know where you got yours from. I'm I trust you, but I have Kramer as well. So I don't I don't know. It's tough a day early. Um, 
But in 2022 here, uh, the Orioles are actually beating the Brewers in game one of the series two to nothing in the third inning. So uh, it could be – we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Are the Brewers going to compete this year? I mean, they they dropped – Two of th- or did they drop all three to the Cubs? Uh, your Cubbies look great against the Brewers in that first series, and uh, there's just not much promise looking for the Brewers' offense right now. So for me, I look to the Orioles' bats. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle's five for twelve with a home run in 2022. Anthony Santander batting three seventy five with three three for eight and a home run. And then on the Brewers side, Rowdy Telez, who doesn't really start uh, consistently for them. He's three for seven with a home run batting 429. And then Christian Yelich, he's beginning that bounce back year that I said he would have. He's three for eight with two singles and a double so far. And Willie Adamas is batting 333, four for 12 with a home run and a double in 2022. Okay. Uh, next up, the Toronto Blue Jays. At the New York Yankees, this is going to be uh, a great rivalry all season and we get to see them uh, this week. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi goes for Toronto and for the New York Yankees, it is Nesta Cortez. Uh, plus 100 for the Blue Jays, minus 120 for the Yankees. The over-under is a 10. Um, Kikuchi pitched in Seattle last year to a 7-9 record with a 4.41 ERA. Uh, caught as the lefty at 14 starts for the Yankees, bit of a fan favourite, uh, ended with a record of 2-3 and three and a 2.90 ERA. Um, a little bit of concern about Kikuchi uh, in spring training. I know it's only spring training, but his velo was down a little bit on his fastball uh, and he did get hit hard, particularly. His last outing was OK. Uh, all long balls. Cortez, I expect a little bit of regression, uh, especially if he gets a little bit more playing time. Um, this is really hard because I thought all outcomes were possible here. Yeah? Toronto could win, New York could win, it could go over. Um, team totals, there were so many um, things that you could bet. The, the least reliable of everything I thought was Kikuchi. Um, the least reliable factor in this game. Uh, was Kikuchi, in which case I went towards the New York Yankees team total. Obviously, we're a day out, so we don't have a number for that. Uh, but I think even if I don't want to put the Yankees to win because Toronto could easily put up seven or eight of their own runs, uh, this could be a high scoring game. As I say, anything could happen. But I thought um, the Yankees scoring runs must uh, just pick the to me. Um, Noah? Yeah, so I think right with Kikuchi, the least reliable thing for me is this Blue Jays bullpen. They blew a couple of uh, leads against Texas early in that – or not early – in that series against the Rangers. So, uh, yeah, I'm firmly on the Yankees' side in this game. Uh, although the Blue Jays are always going to hit, and I'm looking towards a little little bit of bats on the Blue Jays' side. And, hey, it might be a first five innings total uh, over for me in this game that I love because Bo Bichette's batting 603 for five with two singles and a home run against Nestor Cortez. Tiasker Hernandez batting 400, two for five, a single, a double, although he does have two strikeouts, but he has two walks against Cortez. And then on the Yankee side, 
Um, you have to see if he's going to start because he hasn't started every game. DJ LeMayhew, he's three for nine, three thirty-three with three singles and also three walks against Kikuchi. Aaron Judge, two eighty-six, two for seven with two home runs against Yusei Kikuchi. And then Joey Gallo, lefty lefty, but he doesn't. That don't matter. Two eighty-six, two for seven with a home run. So. Uh, good, good PVB on both sides. I like the Yankees to win this game and first five over runs would probably be my play when it comes out. Okay. So we're, yeah, we're both uh, trying a different way of skinning the same cat here to get, get runs on the board, get the Yankees in front. So yeah, uh, different ways you can attack this game. Uh, next up, Miami Marlins at the LA Angels. Really intriguing pitching matchup here. Um, we have uh, Jesus Lozardo going for the Marlins, uh, and Patrick Sandoval going for the Angels. He's been pushed back uh, from last week. Uh, the Marlins are plus 150 on the money line. The Angels minus 170 with the over or under. Otto getting his first start after an ugly season at Oakland. Uh, six and nine with a 6.61 ERA over 95. And it's been pushed back. Um, only had a record of three and six last year, but with a 3.62 ERA. So I think his record belies that a little bit. Uh, Lizardo, um, a couple of years ago, there was a lot of talk about him. He's had a really good spring. He's got a very high ceiling. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Sandoval as well. Um, this looks to me, it looks like a bit of a pitching duel. And also, neither team scored particularly many runs. The Angels were underwhelming against Houston. Uh, and the Marlins and the Giants played a particularly tight series as well. Um so, yeah, a combination of a pitching duel and uh, the bats not really on fire for either team. So, the line at nine and a half looked high. So, I would be under nine and a half on the Marlins v. Angels. Noah, what are you telling us? Yeah, I like the under in this game too. Both teams don't look like they're very capable of uh, scoring runs consistently right now, although I like the Angels lineup and I hope they can hit throughout the season. Just right now, it's hard to put your faith into them. Um, I mean, you can always – I would like to say you could count on – Shohei, Trout, Rendon to put up some hits and runs, but they haven't so far in 2022. Um, so, yeah, under would be the play. I would probably lean Marlins here. I kind of like uh, Lizardo. Um, maybe in this new uh, scene, he performs uh, just as good, maybe even better than he did at the Athletics. And no PVB in this matchup, but the 2022 stats, the guys that I'm eyeing for DFS would be Jared Walsh of the Angels, 375 this year, six for 16 with a home run and five singles. And on the Marlins side, Jazz Chisholm's batting 500 right now, three for six, a home run and a double. And then Joey Wendell uh, playing third base for the Marlins. He's not starting every day, though. You have Brian Anderson over there as well. So make sure you check the lineup before you place a prop bet or put him in the FS lineup. He's batting four for, 429, three for seven with three singles in the 2020, uh, 2022 season. What is pretty cool, actually, Malcolm, is a listener just tweeted at us. So he placed a three-player parlay on all three of the players that I uh, gave out for the Rockies and having success so far this year. Uh, Kevin Drew, he's also in the Slack channel. Uh, He put a parlay together of CJ Crone, Connor Joe, and Chris Bryant, all to get a hit at plus 160, and all three of them got hits in the first inning. So congrats, Kevin. 
Yeah, he was texting me in my DMs on Twitter, and hey, I'll answer them if I like when I get to them. The the tough part about it is I have to like accept your DM, so it doesn't show it as a notification for me. That's the hardest part. If I see it, yeah, and I get, start you talking to you. Type. Yeah, if I see it and I start talking to you, we can help. We can have a good conversation. And Kevin and I talk quite a bit. So yeah, congrats, Kevin. Oh, great! That's an outstanding pickup. Well done. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Yeah, winners give it out and landing in the first inning. That's outstanding. Um, now, next up, the Washington Nationals at Atlanta Braves. Have you got a starting picture for the Braves? Because I couldn't find one a couple of hours ago, Noah. Uh, for the Braves, they have Max Freed. Okay. Uh, for some reason, like I say, I looked a couple of hours back in uh, the three or four sites that I used, I, could, I couldn't get one. I thought there must be one because the line's gone up now. Uh, so... I haven't got too much to say because I made a no pick because I couldn't find a picture. Uh, Patrick Corbin goes for the Nationals uh, and Max Freed goes for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Nationals are plus 135 on the money line with the Braves at minus 155 and an overall under of nine and a half. Uh, like I said, I didn't get to handicap this uh, because of the lack of picture, but uh, what have you got for us, Noah? So Max Freed, uh, I think it was Moonoff's NL Cy Young of the Year So uh, in the preseason pick spot. The advanced analytics people, um, I'm not a huge follower in them. Uh, being a ball player myself, I think some of it's a load of crap. But uh, <laughs> his velocity was down, his walks were up, and those are two things that bark to me. I'll listen to you if your velocity is down and walks are up, if you're losing control of your pitches. Um, again, for me, it was fade, fade the good pitchers early to begin the season because the whole sticky tack thing and uh, whatever. So uh, Max Freed also does not perform too well against the Nationals. I have good hitter stats for the Nationals going up against Max Freed. Victor Robles, he's batting 421, 8 for 19 against Freed with seven singles and a double. D strange Gordon. He's batting 400, two for five with two singles. Yadiel Hernandez. He's not a starter. So check that lineup before you play him. He's batting 400, four for 10 and a double off of free Juan Soto. It's always nice to have a superstar in your lineup. Like I said yesterday, I have him in my DFS uh, lineup today. I don't know about this slate though, that we're currently talking about because there is no contest open yet, but Juan Soto is batting 313, five for 16, off of Freed with four singles, a double. He does have seven strikeouts, but four or five walks to balance that out. And also in 2022, these stats jump out to me for uh, Josh Bell. He's batting 308, four for 13 with a home run. And against Freed, He's batting 250 with two singles. He's two for eight there. And then there's no history against Anibal Sanchez for the Braves, which I thought was kind of surprising, or at least no good success against Sanchez because Sanchez has been with the Nationals for a year or two now. But look for Matt Olson. He's batting 571 in 2022 so far with his newfound team. The hometown kid, Matt Olson's eight for 14 with 13 total bases. And then also the bopper, Austin Riley, 385. Five, five for 13 with a home run. So there's a lot of good options for DFS or hits props in this matchup. Okay, love that. Thank you very much. Sorry, I didn't have much more info on that. Uh, there's been quite a lot of uh, updates actually on, on odds and tally side since we started recording. Uh, a new sponsor 
on the MLV Gambling Podcast is Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. Uh, so what is this? It is uh, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're observing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. That's what I need. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day if you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Next up, bit of a weird one, I thought this. Elliot Dodgers at the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Dodgers have Andrew Heaney um, on the mound, left-handed pitcher. And for Minnesota, it is Chris Archer. Uh, another name we've said some... It's just like a 2017 fantasy baseball podcast here. Uh, the <sighs> LA Dodgers are minus 140. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are plus 120. Um, I don't over under of nine landed bang on nine which is set hence disappeared but uh, so it'll be round about that mark anyway um he needs his, it's his first start for the dodgers like i say he's been a talked about a lot recently people either love him or hate him if he's a bit of he's a bit of a marmite pitcher um i know you won't get that reference at all if anyone british listening he's a bit of a marmite <laughs> pitcher uh sorry I've, uh so he, he pitched last year with a, a 5.83 era in a whip of 1.32 um, Chris Archer only managed 19 innings last year. He's been plagued by injury. Um, so, yeah, he, need, he needs a bounce-back season. Um, again, this is this was fairly straightforward. It's two good lineups and two questionable pitches. Uh, the Dodgers haven't really clicked yet. Uh, they're going to click at some point, this stellar lineup. So, for me, the over nine just looked uh, far too small to turn down here. Again, this is the sort of game that could finish maybe 7-4, something like that. Yeah, I like your over as well. Uh, the Twins may have found the Bamba squad from 2019, 2020 as well. Um, and the Dodgers, like you said, they've yet to click. Chris Archer kind of been up and down since his career with the Pirates. <clears throat> For me in this game, I would lean towards the Dodgers. Like I said, like you said, I think they're due uh, to like just wake up <laughs> to begin the season yeah. here. And uh, on the Dodgers side, a lot of good history against Chris Archer. Uh, Justin Turner is batting seven for seven fifty, six for eight with six singles. Carlos Correa on the Twins is batting three sixteen against Heaney, uh, six for nineteen, five singles and a double. Uh, Gary Sanchez, two eighty six, two for seven with a single and a home run. Miguel Sano's batting two eighty six, two for seven, a single and a double against Heaney. And then I look into the twenty twenty two stats for the Dodgers or for the Twins here to start. Gio Urshela started off well, batting four hundred, two for five with a home run. He's not starting every day, so check that lineup. And then also another guy that is a daily platoon that could perform well against the right-hand pitcher, Chris Archer, is Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. 
a nice second base play there. He's going to be uh, pretty cheap on the slate, I assume. He's batting 375, four for seven with two doubles. Okay, good stuff there. Next up, um, Kansas City Royals at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Zach Greinke uh, goes uh, for the Kansas City Royals. Jordan Hicks gets the start for the Cards. Um, interesting matchup this. Greinke did okay on opening day last week. Uh, one earned run on five hits over five and two-thirds against the Guardians. Uh, it was a solid start. And I think it's pretty much typical of what you're going to get from Greinke. Uh, you're going to get somewhere around five or six innings of uh, one or two run ball. Yeah, he's not going to uh, meander much from the mean there, Grinky. Uh, Jordan Hicks gets this fifth starting spot for uh, St. Louis. He's a flamethrower, uh, 103 mile an hour. Um, don't know how stretched out he'll be. Could be a relatively short start, maybe. We'll have to see. Could be three or four innings. Uh, only pitched 10 innings last season. Missed the entirety uh, of 2020. Um, for me, the, the cards have showed up early. Uh, they've been making a lot of noise with the bat. There's question marks over the pitching. Uh, I like Hicks a lot, but it is a question mark. Uh, and I don't mind how Grenke pitched last week. I don't mind how the Royals started. I was looking for a big dog. Uh, St. Louis a minus 250 here. Uh, and that's a big question mark at a very, very short price. The Kansas City Royals are plus 200. Uh, so for a big dog, I was happy to take the Royals. I don't mind what they've been doing at plus 200. Kansas City for me, Noah. Yeah, I couldn't find odds prior to this recording. Uh, again, a day early here. But uh, love the Royals there with, the what did you say, plus 200? Plus 200, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, price on the Cardinals right now after coming off a series against the Pirates is going to be as high as it ever will be. Um, yeah. The Cardinals' season uh, win total was set around 85, if I remember correctly, and the Royals was in the mid-70s. I think this is a game they can steal against the fifth starter Cardinals or the Cardinals' fifth starter, Jordan Hicks. Um, again, he only pitched 10 innings last year. Uh, he had some injury injuries um and this kid was a reliever in 2019 and 2020 yes he can throw the flames out of the ball but the royals the bats are coming alive in the fourth game of the series against the guardians here i think against the weaker pitching this is a team that can hit uh with that said i like the royals money line here to pull off an upset just because there's some great value there uh <clears throat> Nolan Arenado is batting 22 for 80 against Zach Greinke, 275 batting average with 13 singles, eight doubles and a home run. Albert Pujols is 13 for 49, 265 batting average, seven singles, five doubles and a home run. And Paul Goldschmidt batting 250, seven for 28 with two home runs, but 13 strikeouts. So that might cost you there. And then Yadier Molina is batting 250, 11 for 44, nine singles and a double against Zach Grinke. Um, yes, those are some good stats. Yes, I'm a little scared to play Grinke because I do have him on the season long, living a Villa Loca, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I'm going to take the Royals to win this game and I'm going to start them in fantasy, see if I can get a couple of strikeouts. Oh, wow. Okay. So we co-signed the plus 200 dog like that, Noah. Uh, next up, Colorado Rockies at the Texas Rangers. Um, Chad Kuehl goes to the hill for the Rockies uh, and Spencer Howard for Texas. 
Um, not a particularly inspiring pitching matchup. Um, Colorado are plus 120 uh, on the money line. Texas minus 140. The over under is set at 10. Uh, Kuhl went five and seven last year with a 4.82 ERA. Uh, Howard got hit in spring quite a bit. Um, and again, I mean, I've said this a third time now, but sometimes it's really this simple that you've got. I think the the, the Rockies' bats have been quite feisty as well in that opening series against the Dodgers. Uh, people are expecting them to get trounced, uh, and they didn't. They showed up. So it's a poor pitching matchup. And again, the, the Rangers have come off that series, uh, frankly, quite a mad series against Toronto, uh, where both teams scored a lot of runs. So um, 10 seemed like uh, that's actually moved. I wrote this down at nine and a half a couple of hours ago. Uh, but again, 10's okay with me. Um, and I think it has to be the over. You have to take the over. Uh, again, it's a game that could finish eight to four, maybe eight to five. Uh, both teams will score runs here. Both pitchers vulnerable uh, over 10 runs. Yeah, I agree with you. There's actually, both teams have had double digit scoring totals in a game so far this season. And I actually locked up the nine and a half in yesterday's podcast. So I love the over here, 10. I mean, you got to score 10, 10 runs to uh, hit the nine and a half over a 10 run game pushes. That's not a, a, too bad for me. And a 10 run total might scare some people away. Like I mentioned yesterday's podcast with a nine and a half total. So I still love an over 10 in this series. A lot of my analysis on the series carries over day to day here, but uh, against Chad Cool, Randall Gritchick is four for 12, batting 333, three singles and a double. <clears throat> CJ Crone, he's started off 2022 very hot. He has a home run over the last weekend. He's batting 333, seven for 21, four singles, a double, a triple, and a home run against Chad Cool. Corey Seeger is batting 250, two for eight, a single and a double. And in 2022 so far, he's batting 462. He's six for 13, five singles in a double on the year. So he has good success against Perez. He started off hot. I look for that to carry over. And then also, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I love Connor Joe. He's three for seven this year with a home run and two RBIs. Ryan McMahon in 2022 is batting 375, three for eight, five total bases. Brad Miller, he doesn't start every day for the Rangers, but with a lefty on the mound or a righty on the mound, I mean, Miller should start. He's batting 364, four for 11, five RBIs and two home runs. And Nathaniel Lowe is 455, five for 11, four RBIs. So there's a lot, there's a lot to like in the hits department in this game as well. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that that co-signs the over as well. I'm all for that. Uh, two games to go, folks. Stay with us. We've nearly made it. Uh, the Houston Astros at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Luis Garcia goes for Houston. Uh, Zach Gallen uh, on the hill for Arizona. Uh, the money line is Houston at minus 135. That's changed. Uh, I had this down at minus 120 a couple of hours back. Uh, and the D-backs at plus 115 with an over under nine and a half. Um, this will be Garcia's first start since the ALCS in which he pitched well. Um, it was good last year, 11 and eight with a 3.48 ERA and a really good whip of 1.18. Um, Zach Gallen's highly talked of, uh, highly thought of in the past. And, and I've been quite high on him 
it's time to take a step forward, I think, uh, for Zach Garland. He can strike people out. Uh, so strikeout props are in play, possibly. Um, he was he went 4-10 and 10 last year with a 4.3 ERA and a 1.29 whip. Um, I took the Diamondbacks twice as dogs last week uh, the, on the opening night of uh, the season, actually, and they landed. Yeah. But frankly, <laughs> yeah, frankly, we were a little bit lucky because... They never looked like scoring a run up until the top of the ninth when they, they scored four. They nearly got no hit, actually. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you'll take the lucky ones because um, the, the bad beats will come and bite this as well. Um, so this looks really straightforward to me. At minus 120, I was absolutely buzzing about it. I'm still happy to take it at minus 135. Um, and I'm just simply taking the better team here. Houston are better than Arizona. And I think Garcia is probably a little bit better than Gallant or certainly more trustworthy at the moment. Uh, so minus 135 for Houston on the money line uh, was plenty good enough for me. Noah, what do you think? I'm going to tell all of your analysis there. You pretty much read off my notes. I love every oh, word that you said. That's Astros, why I like to take turns going first. Oh, yeah, for sure, because you do steal some uh, points that you like to make. Um, yeah. For for me, I, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't find odds over here uh, across the pond. And Astros at minus 120, I'm on that every day of the week against the Diamondbacks who just can't hit right now. Like, uh, they, they don't have one batting average over 260. Over 260. So yeah. the only the only guy that I would consider playing on the D-backs DFS wise is David Peralta, who hit a home run on the day that I didn't give him out to hit a home run. Um, and then also on the Astros side uh, against Zach Gallon, Kyle Tucker's three for seven with a single and two doubles. Brand Michael Brantley's batting 333, two for six and two singles. He started off 2020 not too hot, but I guess a familiar pitcher, this kid normally gets a base knock a game. You should be able to count on him to get you a couple of points in this contest. Jose Altuve is batting 286 with two for seven and a single and a home run off of Gallon as well. And then one bat that I like just because of his streaky hitting, hitting so far. We mentioned in like the preseason podcasts that he doesn't start off the season too hot. Alex Bregman's doing the opposite this year. Uh, Bregman's yeah. batting 429. He's six for 14 with two Breggy bombs. So I'm on the Astros. I love it. And maybe team total as well. Yeah, um, I watched the highlights this morning and uh, pretty much every every highlight uh, for Houston started with Alex Bregman doing something. Um, okay, final game then. Uh, I'll let you lead off so as not to pinch uh, any of your analysis, Noah. Now, the San Diego Padres at the San Francisco Giants. New Darvish uh, goes for the Padres. Alex Cobb uh, gets his first outing of the season uh, for the Giants. Uh have a money line of San Diego at minus 120, San Francisco at plus 100, and over under or eight. Uh, Noah, you give us the good stuff first. Yeah, just reporting on this game right now, the Guardians, uh, Royals, our darling Stephen Kwan just made a defensive error, so that's rough. But oh. the Padres-Giants game... Uh, I'm not a huge believer in you, Darvish. I have his rookie card, so trust me, I want to root for this guy to be good. Like, he was advertised coming to America from Japan, but he just hasn't. And when he had the – he was one of the guys that had, like, all the spin rights with the st- sticky stuff. And then the second half of the last year, 
it all went away. Um, the first outing, no hitter against the D-backs through six innings. I look at that as a little bit of a fluke. Yes, he – I mean, credit to him. He had no hits through six innings. But it's also maybe against the third worst hitting team in the MLB to start the season. And then uh, Alex Cobb, he's kind of like a – uh, rebuilding project over at the Giants. They always do good yeah. in the free agent market with these starting pitchers. And my roommate's a huge Giants diehard. So he likes the signing of Alex Cobb, but he can understand that, hey, he hasn't been great in the past. So you, there's question marks around him too. Uh, I'd probably leave or I'd probably leave the sides to itself and lean over if I had to take one in this game, it would be the over. Mike Stremski off of Darvish. He's batting 400, four for 10 with three home runs. So entertain a home run prop with him. I like that. Eric Hosmer batting 353, six for 17 with three singles, a double, and two homers off of Alex Cobb. It's a, a weird lefty lefty there that he actually has success against. Who knows if he'll be able to start in this game, though, because they have Luke Voigt, who's also batting two for seven uh, with a Luke Nuke against Cobb. So that, that'll be interesting to see. Of course, the NLDH might help both of them play this game. Um, but Hosmer in 2022 is actually the Padres' best hitter. He is batting 500, 6 for 12 with two doubles. And also in 2022, Jerks and Profar is smoking hot, batting 400. He hit a grand slam on Sunday. And then Austin Nola, you have to check the catcher situation because they roster three catchers and they will play all three of them on any given day. Austin Nola is batting 400, 4 for 10 uh, so far this season. So. Okay. Um, I thought a bit like New York and Toronto, I thought this was really tight, a really hard game to handicap. Uh, everything was in play here. Hugh Darvish was good last week. He was unfortunate not to get the win. He got no run support, really, uh, in that D-backs game. And I am keeping an eye on him because he underwhelmed me last season a lot. I'm expecting better things. I think everyone at San Diego is expecting better things from Darvish. Cobb, um, he got 18 starts last year, so he, he sort of proved his health... Um, a little bit in the Giants are good. Um, I just thought, I thought the Padres have looked a little bit livelier this season. I'm still expecting a little bit of regression from the Giants. The Giants lineup doesn't do a lot for me, I'll be honest with you. And I just thought a little bit of chalk on the Padres. Um, I was happy to take uh, San Diego at minus 120 on the money line would be my play. Not one of the strongest players on this card, uh, but we're going to take a pick. So I would take San Diego on that. Okay, Noah, we have got to the end uh, of this uh, Tuesday slate. So um, in SGP and tradition, we need to take a lock and a dog. Uh, loads of stuff uh, to choose from. Loads of strong fancies. Um, what was your lock and what was your dog, Noah? To be honest, I think I'm going to let you start today because I don't have the odds in front of me and I don't want to take one of your locks or dog. So okay. I'll, let you, I'll let you claim the teams and then I'll kind of feel around the odds here and take a lock or a dog because I don't have anything in front of me. I can find you some odds if you shout something out. Um, okay, as I went down the list, I initially locked up the Cubs uh, to beat the Pirates uh, at minus 135. <laughs> but yeah, then you went on your little 412 run and actually I found a better one later on. 
so the Cub, the Cubs are a really strong lean still. Um, but I'm going to take Houston. Uh, that price has moved from minus 120 to minus 135. But Houston on the money line against the D-backs. Uh, that looks like a really big price, too, uh, too big to pass up. If it has shifted from minus 120, there might still be uh, some some bigger prices around, uh, bigger than the minus 135. Uh, my dog is something that we both spoke about earlier on, and it's the plus 200 Kansas City Royals. Uh, Zach Greinke uh, going to St. Louis and Jordan Hicks with a little question mark over the pitch in there for the cards. Uh, and I just think that's a big price. So uh, Houston on the money line to beat the D-backs and Kansas is the dog uh, to win at St. Louis. Yeah, those were the two that stuck out to me, and I didn't want to steal them from you um, because I don't have the lines in front of me. You said the Pirates were minus 105, so I'm not going to pull a Dylan here and take that as my dog. (laughs) That was funny uh, last (laughs) night. Um, Let's scroll through here. Are the Mets a dog against the Phillies for this slate? The Mets? uh, Yeah, I think they are. I like that. McGill on the mound. They have great PVB against Wheeler and the Phillies bullpen. I can't really trust Mets right now. So plus 140. Love it. I'll take the Mets as my dog. And Yankees, what's their odds? I, I like them going up against Yusei Kikuchi and another bullpen that I can't trust in the Blue Jays. They have great PVB uh, the Yankees against are Kikuchi. Minus, minus one. Minus what? Minus 120. Love it. Okay. Yankees, my lock. And what did I just give up? Phillies is my dog. Yankees, Phillies. Let's go. No, the Mets. Oh, Mets, Mets. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah Yankees, the Mets. I'm pulling a New Yorker here. We're going, we're going both <laughs> the Yankees and the Mets. Oh, I love that. The New York double. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Did you right. see that fan at the Yankees game that was wearing that just white tank top, just stereotypical Long Island body? <laughs> yeah, he looked a little bit like Luke Voigt uh, last yeah. year in his Yankees in his Yankees uniform. His, his cap was. He looked a bit like Popeye. Do you have Popeye in America? He looked a bit like Popeye. Uh, <laughs> yes, we do have Popeye in America. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mentioned cauliflowers in the Slack chat and I got no response. I wasn't sure if you had cauliflowers in America, so I certainly don't know if you've got Popeye or not. Um, yeah, but I did see him. I was a big fan of his get-up. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. I tweeted from the MLB account. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh, excellent. Uh, uh, okay, thanks everyone for listening. We know where uh, we've probably ran too long. We keep saying at the top of the show, we're going to be a little bit snappier here. And uh, two hours later, we're still banging yeah. on about baseball. But, I, I, uh, hope the, what, what I hope the audio do? files are cool um, because both of us recording on opposite sides of the world here. And we had a little bit of issues during the middle of it. So I hope it's going great and you, you were able to hear it great. Thank you, Gary. Thank yeah, you guys for sticking around this long. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, a few gremlins, but. Um, it's, yeah, it's been fun. And you'll, have, you'll certainly have made out all our picks. So, yeah, good luck tomorrow night, everybody. Thank you. Uh, some combination uh, of the four of us will be back uh, later in the week as well. So we look forward to that. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Continue to like, rate, review everywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, follow at MLBSGP uh, on Twitter. No, it's absolutely crushing it. Uh, cheers, everyone, for listening. We'll see you down the road. Bye.